Hey, welcome back to Eat Crime Bites, Season 2, Episode 6. This is Rapper, Big Rig Babies, Weedgenics. I know it's a lot to take in. I'm not even done with the title. Weedgenics company is a Ponzi scheme. So we haven't quite got to the Ponzi scheme yet. We've introduced Big Rig Baby, his partner, Max Bergman. We've introduced INR, which is the company that creates this other company called Weedgenics that supposedly has some grow operations in a city in California and in Las Vegas, Nevada. They want to expand. They need investors. So they then produce a bunch of electronic documents and go talk to investors. And at this point, they start getting investments. And we're going to talk a little bit about the investments that they received. Okay. So let's move to October 20, 2020, rather, where Hirschman, also known as Bergman, um, had a spreadsheet. And that was entered into evidence, uh, electronic evidence. That's how Jones and I met, his e-discovery. Um, the court documents indicate that INR and Hirschman distributed to prospective investors a dated October 2020 spreadsheet that made three main representations. A, that INR's Las Vegas facility was generating over a million dollars in revenue monthly. That's $12 million a year. B, the Atalanto facility, this is the one in, uh, in California, would begin generating revenue sometime in November 2020, which is only a month away from the, the spreadsheet date. And then C, the Atalanto facility's revenue would peak at $2.5 million per month by, say, April of 2022. So that's three promises there. Those are three specific data points. Actually, there's a fourth, excuse me. D, the Las Vegas facility incurred millions of dollars in operating costs annually for, among other things, the growth and cultivation of marijuana or cannabis, rent, the utilities, licenses, and related fees, which kind of makes sense, right? You think that in order to grow this stuff and build the, you know, the business, you got to pay some fees as well. Electricity is probably through the roof, I imagine. Through the roof. So Hirschman, again, still going by Max Bergman, had taken prospective investors on a tour of the purported Las Vegas facility, also in October of 2020, and referred to it as, quote, our Grove facility. Let's get into some more Hirschman claims. So from 2020 to 2022, Hirschman slash Bergman made the following representations on behalf of INR to the prospective investors. And this was either in person or over the phone or even via email. A, INR never missed an interest payment to investors in its purported many years of operation. B, INR interest payments were guaranteed based on past performance. C, the interest payments would come from the revenue generated from INR's facilities, which would include the Atalanto facility, which was purported to be open in the following month. D, as of October 6, 2020, the Atalanta facility was beginning phase two of its five-phase build-out or expansion. Regular interest disbursements would be issued on the 15th of every month, and both the Atalanta and Las Vegas facilities are, quote, operated under INR. Investment funds would be used solely for the planned development of the Atalanta facility. That also would kind of throw a... Uh, a bit of a flag, right? You're not going to keep, yeah. you know, the, the main facility up and running or update it, whatever. Uh, there were more claims as of March of 2021. So in between that two-year period, with respect to the Atalanta facility, 
expansion, Hirschman slash Bergman claimed, quote, phase one is harvesting the first crop this month with additional rotations producing monthly, close quote. Also, quote, phase two has an array of strains from clones maturing to the adult budding phase and phase three was underway. As of June 23rd, 2021, the Atalanta facility expansion was in now phase four and investors could receive, quote, a share of the gross revenue, close quote, from the Atalanto facility in addition to regular interest payments. So it looks like he's kind of pumping up that Atalanto is like the spot that's going to make them going from big to huge. As of October 28th, 2021, the Atalanto facility expansion was in phase five. Remember, it was a five-phase situation. And investors could, quote, receive up to four times their equity on the dollar. So you have $1,000, would you like $4,000 back? That doesn't sound as awesome as you have $100,000 and you'd like $400,000 back, come invest with INR. Yeah, and so it just continues. He then claims in 2022, which is the next year, that they were wrapping up phase five of the California facility and phases one through five were a smashing success. He said things like revenue has already surpassed revenue projections in January 2022. INR has secured three more units in addition to the five for a total of almost a quarter million square feet. So here we see a little bit of a change. We see in March of 2022, INR investors could earn a quote unquote revenue share on top of regular interest payments and they call it equity distribution. And Then they go on to say they're going to expand upon another Atalanto facility. So knowing that this is a Ponzi scheme, you should go, why are they changing this? My theory is this is the point where they start to run out of money, like desperately start to run out of money. So they need to pump more investor money in and they need to get more people excited to get more investor money in. And so they're kind of changing their tactics at this point. That's just my theory. Uh, let's see, June and August, they continue to offer these revenue sharing opportunities. You're going to see there's going to be a very hard shift coming up here in a month or two. This is why I'm spelling this chronological time out for you. So to convince investors that they're actually making money, he gave a bunch of numbers to the investors of what they were making. And I'm not going to go through all these numbers for you because a lot of them are very similar to what Seth talked about earlier, but he gave numbers like total gross revenue of a Las Vegas facility was $50.3 million in 2020. He said, um, there's two divisions that basically kind of split that revenue number. One is, the cultivation division, and then there is, what is the other one? The retail distribution is the other one. So there's the cultivation, and then there's the retail distribution, which kind of sounds like it's two parts of the assembly line process of getting weed to your table. Now, he goes on to throw out more numbers out there. He said Las Vegas had a 2020 annual revenue of 20 million by itself. The California facility had 2021 annual revenue of 16 million. He said INR owned assets valued at more than 119 million, which made up of 88 million for the cultivation segment and 31 million for the retail segment. So it sounds like 
cultivating is their lion's share of the money that they make. And then they sort of make some retail on top of that. What do you think they meant by retail? Like selling shirts or like the actual sale of the marijuana uh, cannabis itself? I'm a little confused on that. Yeah. So what probably what they do is they take the actual plant and then process it into probably like gummies or inhalants or. So you're saying they sell the, that would be the purportedly they sell the marijuana like wholesale and then somebody else, like a different shop might then turn it into a gummy or what have you, or they could do it themselves. I'm not sure I follow. Yeah. I assume so. When they say retail, that to me sounds like there's, they have a finished product that they're giving to a shop that a shop could readily give to a customer and they could consume it. Whereas cultivation is basically grow the plant, chop it down, hand it to the next process. Okay. So the last thing I want to know is investors. If you were an investor, you weren't left out in the dark here. You got account statements. So they sent you statements showing what you put into it, the revenue, you know, generated by the facilities and then things like the interest that you made on it and so forth. So you got statements that looked like you had money sitting in there with them that was generating the interest and making you money while you did nothing. So sounds great, right? We told you there's a crime, but we haven't really talked about the crime yet. So where is the crime? Well, the biggest fucking crime here is none of these facilities are real. California facility doesn't exist. Nevada facility doesn't exist. These tours and things that they went on weren't to the actual facilities that they're purporting that they're building and so forth. So whatever they did to trick them on their physical walkthroughs must have been fucking amazing because, because people still invested money in them, even though it wasn't in, in the right place. Can I pause and so, ask that isn't one of the real crimes that a guy with a name as awesome as Big Rig Baby doesn't have a bigger career in rap because that is a fantastic name. That's a crime. He may, he may need, he may, it may be his only out to pay back restitution here. Maybe he'll make a big, So and let's talk about it, which means they must've had to either rent or know somebody who did have a marijuana facility in Vegas to go do a purported tour. Right. I mean, that's like kind of finding a, a car on the corner. You like and saying, Hey guys, this is my car. I'm selling it. <laughs> I can't open it for you because you can't sit in it. Cause I don't have a key, but you can look at it and then you can bid on it for sale. Give me the money and I'll sell you this car that I don't own. I, I wish I could have found that detail. Cause that's what I wanted to know was what happened in that trip. And because this is like a civil thing and you, the proof is different and the documents look a little different, that type of storyline i couldn't find it in there as desperately as i want this has the makings of a fantastic netflix like documentary or even like a mini tv show right i mean there's so many great characters there's such a great story here the fact that it's all bullshit is really really wonderful i mean it's not wonderful for the people who lost their money but as a story it's great and so if you liked anything in what you heard today please give us a like give us a subscribe whatever application you're on specifically on Apple Podcasts, if you could give us a five-star review, that helps new listeners find us. And that's half of our audio only listeners find us through Apple. So that would help us out tremendously. If you haven't visited our website, it's eCrimeBytes, E-C-R-I-M-E-B-Y-S in yellow milk, T-E-S.com. And we have all our social media accounts there, all our audio only side of things are there. You can actually just listen to it in the webpage if you'd like. Um, and we got our glossary there. We've got newsletters there. Pretty much anything you'd ever want, you can reach us through that webpage. 
And with that, this is where I say you have to come back tomorrow and listen to Act 4, which is the Ponzi scheme, where we put two and two together here, where we got all that background that we gave you, and we start talking about the crime and basically how this whole thing went down and some actually some juicy details that are going to kind of fill in some pictures that we had to leave vaguely blank for you in order to leave a little bit of suspense. So hope to see you tomorrow on Act 4, The Ponzi Scheme. Thanks. Bye. Peace. Peace.